Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Mindset Alchemy podcast. It is with the absolute greatest of pleasure that I have a guest, Beth Manning, that I am taking absolute delight in introducing her to you. I know that's very convoluted. It's not really great English, and that's okay. I am not editing this. Welcome, Beth. Thank you so much for agreeing to join us today. Oh, thank you. This is wonderful, Janine. I'm happy to be here. I'm delighted to have you. Now, Beth has done many and varied things in her life. So rather than mess up introducing her, I'm going to ask Beth to share with you what she's done, what she's doing, and the reasons for it in her life, the reason why she chose the path she's chosen, and uh, what winding routes have brought her here. And then I have a delicious question for you, Beth. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you, Janine. Um, yes, it's definitely been a winding road for sure. Um, I actually started out as a journalist, as a writer, and had a lot of just nagging body issues and was an athlete who was chronically injured. And so I was kind of seeking my own answers um, and not really finding them. And, uh, you know, through the traditional roots of physical therapy and chiropractic and different things. And um, it just made me more and more frustrated as I was in more and more pain, you know, thinking that I was doing the right things. I was exercising, I was eating well, you know, it, on, on paper, it all looked like I should be super healthy and feel amazing. Um, but I didn't. So the, the universe kind of kicked me in the butt and I lost my job as a journalist. And that was when I found massage therapy and started to, you know, really take a deeper look at the body and what was going on. And, um, and I realized kind of, as I was working with people too, that I had a sense like a, a deep down sense of what was going on with them that I couldn't really explain, um, that I certainly wasn't taught, but it was just this hunch that I knew kind of what was going on and what they needed. Um, so that was sort of when the energy work piece of that started to come in for me. And that was when I started working with energy in my own life and really starting to see that, you know, what the stories that we tell ourselves, how we feel about ourselves, the unprocessed things that have happened to us in childhood, even if they didn't seem like big, dramatic, traumatic things at the time, that we still carry that stuff with us. And it just weighs us down more and more and more until we really stop and go inward and start to process some of this stuff, start to take a deeper look. And that was really when my own pain started to go away was when I started to do that. And it, it just seemed so miraculous at the time, you know, cause we always like to say, Oh, I did this exercise or I, you know, this or that, but it, it was really, I got to know Beth and I got to understand what Beth needed and who she was and and really, the more and more I was able to connect with myself and my soul and um, and follow that, I mean, it's really just led me to, you know, the, the medical intuitive, the psychic healer, working online, um, just getting more and more kind of in tune with myself and just following those pings. I love that you say following those pings. There's so much in there, Beth, that we could actually be here for hours unpacking some of that stuff. For me, the most important thing is people, when your body speaks to you, listen and come and find people like Beth and myself to help you interpret it. Beth, you said something very, very interesting there. You found Beth. Now, 
as our listeners know, I work with personal leadership. I work with mindset alchemy. What was the catalyst for you to find yourself apart from the pain? If you had to mention two or three things that got added to your life that helped you shift from this space into that space, what would those have been? And where does personal leadership fit into that for you? Well, I think that we all have to be our own leaders with health. Um, I know that we're taught to look up to people who have a white coat on or a lot of letters after their name. But ultimately, yes, yes. But ultimately it's, you know, you know your body better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. And when when we can start to, to prioritize what we're feeling and what we just instinctively, intuitively know, you know, I think we can work with doctors and we can get, you know, some help in that corner too. But ultimately, if you can go in knowing that, okay, I'm in charge here. Like I, I know what's going on. I'm going to go with how my body is feeling and interpreting and reacting to, you know, what they maybe are suggesting. I'm going to run it through my filter first. You know, that is so important. And, and I think for me, a really big catalyst was that, uh, you know, one of the holistic people that I was working with at the time, she just said, you need to let, let yourself break. It's okay. Like sometimes we need to completely break apart and hit rock bottom before we can, you know, be like that Phoenix that rises anew from the ashes and really sees ourselves in that, in that new way and who we're becoming and, and really takes the breaks off that and let's, let's that blooming happen and that becoming happen. Yes, that is so valid. The seed has to break open for the seedling to grow. So that is a very valuable analogy. So now Beth, you love your sport. You love being in the gym. What does the energy that's currently working for those of you we are now in May, we've just had the full moon, the various eclipses. What significance does this energy have in your work? Well, I think there's a definite call for the feminine energy coming forward right now. And I think as an athlete and as an active person, it can be so easy to push and to set, you know, these really strict firm goals and, you know, this is my workout schedule and this is what I'm going to do to accomplish it. And we really lose the fun and the flow and the, you know, letting our intuition guide us when we get too hung up on like what we think something should look like. So I think that that's, that was one of the biggest lessons for me was really balancing the, you know, I can work out, I can want to lift heavy and ride my bike and stuff like that. But I want to try to do that a little bit more in the feminine energy and really allowing the energy to guide me as opposed to a workout plan. And I know for some people that might feel so scary, like, oh my gosh, there's no parameters. Like, but when you, when you listen to your body, like I have gotten so much stronger, like I love my body right now. Like I have no, you know, criticisms of it whatsoever because we're working together. You know, I'm saying at lunchtime, like, Hey, what do you want to eat? And we, you know, I follow what my body wants. And then I feel really good all afternoon. My energy is great. So it's like, I think so often 
the language around our body is like, we're battling a disease, we're fighting this. And then it becomes, we become separated from our body. We're not working with it. And the more that we can see that we have this amazing guide, we have our own North star right here all the time, guiding us toward our best life, toward our purpose, our potential toward, you know, reaching those athletic endeavors um, and our goals that we have, you know, we can, it's, like we, we really, it's so much easier, you know, it's so much easier to just follow your body. It does make life much easier. Um, may I share a quick story with you and with our listeners? Um, I was talking to somebody the other day, sharing with them, please listen to your body when it comes to training, please listen to your body when it comes to food. And if you'd like to know more about that, we will get into that a bit later. And she said, well, what happens if my body's a slacker and doesn't wish to exercise? I like exercising. Well, (laughs) I heard from her the other day and she said, you know what? Not only is my body really, 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 really anything but a a slacker, my body expects me to do a lot more than I was doing. And now we're negotiating to do less. I think I'm the slacker, not my body. And her, oh, body, interesting. And her body said, the other day her body said, we wish to work in the garden. She said, I want to go to gym. We wish to work in the garden. So they went and did the garden. She said she was more stiff the next day from digging and turning stuff over and getting ready for spring than if she'd gone to gym and like it's taken her to yoga so I I resonate with what you're saying as well I also asked my body about uh, biz about what it would like to eat and what it wouldn't like to eat we do often get into negotiations now when you're working with your clients oh before we go into it would you please for the new listeners explain the difference between feminine energy and masculine energy and what it means for us in our lives please sure well it's important to have a balance between both um but the feminine energy it's really about that flow and the surrender Um, And it's certainly not weak. There's a lot of power in that. But a lot of times when we think about power, it's from the masculine energy, the pushing, the driving, you know, no matter what, I'm going to do this. Um, But the feminine is really kind of like leaning back, allowing the universe to support you, working together with the universe and, you know, seeing that that can be very powerful, too. Mm -hmm. So now a question I can just hear some people asking. So only women have feminine energy and only men have masculine energy? Well, we all have both and we should all have a balance of both. I love it. But I think, you know, so often the the women are kind of like we're, we're not meeting in the middle right now. We're on these polar ends, you know, the wounded masculine, um, you know, on one end, and then we go straight to the other with the the feminine. So we need to start meeting more in the middle and having this beautiful blend. And that's really what the energy right now is asking of us. Mm. And how have you done that? How have you been able to blend it? Because it is a very potent energy. Yeah. And I think it's important to know that this is not easy. This is a, it's like we work in that direction. You know, it's not like one day we're going to suddenly accomplish this beautiful balance. Um, And I found that I've gone from one extreme to the other. And often when I am too much in the masculine um, is when my body will let me know. It's when I'll start getting aches and pains or I'll get sick. Um, 
And that's always my indication. Like I always know when I get sick that I'm pushing too much. Mm. So I'll always ask my body, okay, what are, what are we doing? Where am I, where's my ego driving the bus here? You know, and how can we come back into balance? I love it. I love it. (laughs) And I think it's oftentimes it's, you know, it's like the, that gardening story that you said, you know, we think, okay, I can only get strong in the gym. I need to do all these exercises to get strong, you know, but her body was saying, no, come to the garden. This is going to be functional. This is what you need today. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where we bring the feminine in is we leave room for that deviation for that play. And oftentimes I notice that when I go into my day more open-minded like that. I get done with my work faster. I maybe see, oh, I didn't really need to do this extra thing today or whatever it is. And it's just like your day feels so much more balanced, but yet you're still, you know, accomplishing things, getting things done. Yep. What you're saying is we work with our energy rather against our energy. Exactly. And yep. that brings so much more ease. Now, you mentioned you went online. Do you miss the hands-on work? I know for a very extended period of time, many of us were not able to do uh, hands-on work and we transitioned online. Do you miss that um, hands-on work? I do miss some aspects of it, but it's amazing how energy work translates beautifully into you know, distance Mm. that we don't need to be together in the same space. And I actually, I've, I've noticed that it's much more empowering, um, for people because they, they have to show up, they have to do the work Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, um, sometimes people would say like, just put your magic hands on me and fix me. And, you know, that's not what this work is about. It's very much about empowering that person to understand how to heal themselves. And I can be the guide. Um, I, I can help, I can help point things out and show you kind of what's in those dark areas that maybe you're not seeing, bring it out of the shadows, but ultimately they have to do the work. And I think it's so much more powerful when that person is sitting across the world and we're doing something and they are starting to feel better. And they're realizing that, Oh, this, I did this, you know, this wasn't Beth, this was me. Mm. And, um, and, and that's when they start to understand the tools that they can keep using to, you know, feel better and to, to stay better. Mm-hmm. That's so beautiful. And I absolutely resonate with what you're saying. Um, I used to, I was brought up, no, you've got to heal the person. And then I started saying, no, I don't go home with them. And they take themselves home and they're not taking me home with them. Um, So it's to give them that space to be able to do it for themselves. So when you say a person gets to do their inner healing, what does this look like when you work with your clients? Well, it's really about helping to understand what that, that underlying thing is that's going on. And it's often much deeper than people have ever gone before. Um, so it's really understanding what, you know, what the energy is, what the thoughts are that are creating that energy, um, what happened in their past that, you know, caused the energy to be there in the first place that caused an imbalance in the body. Mm. Um, so it's really looking at how do we bring this balance back? And it's often, it's so often about, you know, helping that person reclaim their power, their confidence, their sense of who they are, 
um, to stop playing small in their life, to start making bigger decisions and putting themselves out there often. So it's really, it's so much more than just, you know, I have this pain. Okay, let's fix it. Um, the physical body is definitely part of it. I use all the tools that I've learned as a massage therapist and breath worker and, you know, movement therapist. Um, but there's so much going on at the emotional, energetic, mental, you know, spiritual levels as well. Um, so it's not just the physical. That is so powerful. Something um, that came forward yesterday for one of my clients was they had never been aware of the moon cycles. Now, I'm not talking about menstrual cycles. Yeah, I'm talking about the physical moon. And when they, and because of working with me, I kept saying to them, well, this, this is happening. So you could have these results from the full moon being here. And it's been so interesting coming to live at the coast because I never understood the actual pull, the moon and the sun between them have on our physical body as much as they have on the physical water. And because we all connected, that physicality is translated definitely in the energetic. When you work with energy, do you take into account what's happening with all these beautiful constellations, planets and our absolutely gorgeous moon energy that um, impacts the tides so noticeably I do take it into account I think I feel it more just the energy of it necessarily than I don't always know what's going on and you know where Jupiter is and all this like I don't really have a background in astrology mm -hmm. sometimes I'll you know I'll be like this energy is really interesting and I'll talk to my guides about what it is and then sometimes do a little research and be like oh okay so a lot is going on right now um but yeah I think it's I I like to I like to meet clients where they're at some mm -hmm. people they love to have that that rooting in astrology or what's going on with the moon or something like that so maybe we We'll talk more about that with some clients, um, but it's really just whatever helps them to understand the energy and where they're at and how to just how to start to read their bodies. And that's that's our starting point. I love that. Louise Hay did a tremendous amount of work around what the potential of the body's vocabulary is. How do you work with that? How do you help your clients work with that? Because yes, we know that if your shoulders feel aching, they can be you carrying other people's burdens. And it also has other things of significance. What, well, not what, in what way do you help your clients to interpret this for themselves, for their uniqueness? Well, I love Louise Hay. I think she has, I think she's a great starting point, um, but I think it's, great to know that we all have our own energy. So one person's shoulder pain uh, won't necessarily be the same cause as somebody else's shoulder pain. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting because I've worked on a lot of knees and low backs and everything. And it's like, sometimes you can go in with a preconceived notion, but it'll be something different. Yes. So I think it's, that's the cool thing about working with energy is that this is not a textbook, mm -hmm. you know, like each person is their own individual energy signature. It's like a fingerprint, like no two are the same. And that's what's so interesting is it's kind of like we get in there and we try to figure out what ingredients are in that soup, you know, what, what, what's the uniqueness of that person? What's going on? 
And, you know, we can keep in mind what a shoulder might be, but I've seen shoulders be a lot of different things. And I like to, to help people stay open-minded about that too. And to really like, what, what are you feeling? What's going on in your life? You know, where are you not taking action right now? What do you, you know, asking questions to try to understand why that body part is hurting and really kind of getting in there and learning how to investigate themselves as well is important. Would you say that journaling and meditation, and um, we're going to come to breath work just now, but do you have, find value in journaling and meditation or quiet time? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's how I start my day every day. Um, even before I pick up my phone, you know, like I want to be in my energy and understanding what's going on and set the intention of how I want to feel that day. And journaling and meditation are terrific ways of doing that. And that's really what I have so many of my clients do too, because so many people, I think we're out of touch with our body because we don't make the space and the time, you know, it's like if we're driving to work with the radio on, if we're walking, listening to a podcast for exercising, talking to somebody else, like we don't really have a chance to experience our own body, mm-hmm. like try exercising with no distractions. Mm-hmm. And I guarantee you're going to feel so much more of what's going on, mm. you know, you're going to start to understand, you know, when you're done working out, when you've had enough, you know, or when you can do a little bit more, because you'll be more in touch with your body and listening. So and I think, mm, sorry, yeah, I was, I was just going to say, I think that, um, you know, that's kind of the meditation side and the journaling side is such a great way to start to understand how to unpack your own thoughts, your own emotions of what's going on. And that's a tool that I teach all of my clients. Now let's come to breath work because research has been showing people are not breathing properly because they are forgetting to move. They hunched up in front of computers. And for those of you on the podcast, I'm leaning forward, closing off my chest. Um, how do you feel about breathwork and how, what do you offer your clients with breathwork? Yeah, the breath is such an important piece of healing because I think we can, when we have traumas and things that have happened to us, negative events, our breath can kind of get stuck in this, you know, one place. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes just telling somebody to take a deep breath or like whatever it is, it's, we're still breathing into that dysfunction. Like it's still, it's not necessarily going to be a relaxing breath Mm -hmm. until we learn how to breathe in a more relaxing, supportive way. And I think the breath is so powerful because in order to heal, we have to be in that kind of rest and digest place versus like that fight or flight when we're breathing shallow, um, you know, and oftentimes that's what happens after a trauma or, or even just if we're living our whole lives, you know, caffeinated driving, you know, at the last minute to get places and never really allowing ourselves to relax. And the body only heals when it's in that relaxed state. Like we have a lot, the body is not going to prioritize healing when it's trying to survive, when we've got that short, shallow, quick breath going on. So with all of my clients, we, we try to find, and everybody's a little bit different, but the best way to get them into that relaxed state where they can start to heal and where they can put themselves in that state, you know, when we're not together 
you know, in, in a session. Um, so breath work is usually the tool that I use for that because it's just so powerful and it can really just switch, especially if there's anxiety going on or, you know, ruminating thoughts, the more that they can tune into their breath and use that as an anchor, it can really help to shift their body into that relaxed place where it says, okay, I'm open to heal. Okay. Now, now do the therapy. Now let's do the treatment. I'm ready. So you would say it's a vital foundation to work with the breath. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I'd probably go so far as to say that if like we could do all this work, but if you're breathing incorrectly, it's going to be short term, Mm. you know, that's, you got to learn how to breathe because your breath is, it's like, it's dictating if your body feels safe or not. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's brilliant. I love that analogy. You just actually, that pinged for me. I hope it pinged for our listeners as well. So Beth, if you had to ask your clients to do one exercise at home when they're not with you in the beginning, now I'm not talking about your more advanced, more healing clients, that like when people come to you initially, what would that uh, home play be? think that breath is so important. You know, I mean, if I could teach everyone to breathe before they worked with me, it would, it would really help the work sink in faster. It would help the body um, to be more receptive to it. Mm -hmm. And I think everyone's lives would just be a little easier. You know, you'd have that off switch. You'd understand how to regulate yourself a little bit better. Yes, and it all comes down to discipline. Something very interesting today, I, um, my podcast, I've just done a podcast as well on discipline, and I've been speaking about it because discipline means to learn, have knowledge, and to understand. So when we, would you say that when we apply discipline to our breathing, we are actually bringing a knowing and understanding and learning at a much deeper energetic level? Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I was sort of the guinea pig on the breathing before I really did it a lot with my clients. I think I took probably like six months where I really focused on doing different breathing exercises. I taped my mouth shut at night so that I would breathe through my nose. Um, And of all the things I think I've done in my life, that has been the most dramatic because now when something happens that causes some anxiety or some panic, I can just go right to the breath and I'm back in my body, right? It's the best way to anchor back into your body. Cause so often we're living outside of ourselves mm-hmm. and that's why it's so hard to know what we want to eat or how we want to exercise. You know, we can just say, we can say, ask your body, but if we're not in our body and understanding that it's going to be difficult to know. So I think the breath is one of the best ways to teach that. And the discipline is important with that because you're literally learning a whole new way. It's almost like walking a different way, you know? Mm-hmm. So it, it does take discipline. It does take, you know, stopping and doing the exercises and catching yourself if you're breathing through your mouth, you know, things like that. Before we go any further, do not try that at home unless you are working with somebody and you have done the initial foundational exercise. So if you would like to do that, make sure you get hold of Beth before you try it by yourself. Hear me. 
win at home. Refrain from taping your mouth shut at night. Rather reach out to Beth and learn how to breathe correctly first. Beth, what is the reasoning behind you doing that? I, I just would like to, otherwise we have somebody tape their mouth shut and they, they have no visible <laughs> means of breathing and then we have a, a challenge. Yes, yes. Before you get some weird comments on your podcast. Um, so it's very important to breathe through the nose primarily because that is what signals all that, that relaxation in the body. Um, when we are breathing through the mouth, we're actually like over breathing mm -hmm. and it signals more of a panic in our body. I mean, we can go deeper into the science of it too, but, um, but that is kind of the, the, the basic thing is that we want to teach nasal breathing mm -hmm. because it is more relaxing with supervision that is qualified such as breath <laughs> please as Beth get back <laughs> to help you with your breath choose to avoid doing that when you are unsupervised please I don't yeah. care if it's your husband or your lover or whomever or your mother <laughs> do not do it speak to Beth first just in case yeah I mean that's kind of the the um one of the final exercises that I have people do, you know, when they, when they can really control their own breath, even during exercise, breathing primarily through the nose. So, and then we go to the mouth taping as kind of a last thing. Thank you for, for <laughs> any that. Otherwise I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm hearing this. Hmm. Mm, no. <laughs> <laughs> and not everybody does the mouth taping either. So it's totally, oh. totally up to you. Uh, it's uh, and only under supervision remember go to bed for your breath don't hey. please remember that <laughs> have you taped your mouth shut Janine have you ever done that I have and it is extremely um one does require knowing what one's doing because yeah. I definitely mouth breathe at night and I find I don't often sleep on my back because that's when I mouth breathe. And that particular time I did move onto my back and I thought I was suffocating until I could wow. calm down. So that is one of the reasons I'm saying when, do, when you're doing it, make sure you work with somebody who's qualified like Beth, like Beth to supervise your breath. <laughs> it was definitely a very powerful experience. What I started doing though is because of swimming, I started running with my mouth closed. And if I had to open my mouth, I knew I was going uh, beyond what my body could do. And it was actually extremely difficult to run with your mouth tape closed. Uh, yes. It really regulates your running. It really prevents you from overdoing it. And when I introduced it to my husband who runs distances, he was like, oh, that's a breeze until he started doing it. And he started realizing how he was overtraining. And initially, I started doing it also because of my swimming, because I tend to breathe. Uh, I was breathing out through my mouth rather than my nose when I was swimming. And I wished to be more effective. So, yeah. It was, uh, it was a very interesting experience running with your mouth taped shut. There's so much gob in your mouth, it's not even funny. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and I didn't actually tape it. I just made a point of 
keeping it shut. And that, right. was, that was a very, very interesting point of view. And yet I got fit much faster and my running, I got far fewer injuries. Yes. And if we think about too, that essentially we're a cylinder inside where the breath mechanism is at the top of that cylinder, kind of the top of the soda can, if you think of it that way. And our pelvic floor is at the bottom of that soda can. Mm -hmm. And we want to pressurize it because that's what's really going to help us to perform well if we're getting all of our energy and our power from our middle and our core. Mm -hmm. And when we breathe through our mouth, it's kind of like smushing the soda can. Like it can't, it can't pressurize itself. It's kind of like opening the sunroof and letting all the air out. So, so that that's partially why I think so many people they think, you know, oh, I need my mouth open to run, but no, okay. Now we're using our whole body when that mouth is closed mm. and your, your body's also saying when it's hit its maximum, like you were mentioning, mm. but it's that that's the way we're supposed to be using our body. That's the way it was designed to give us the most power and to be able to, you know, make those gains in a, in a different way than just pushing through. Very powerful. Something I hadn't realized at the time, I didn't realize the benefit of it. I didn't realize how often I was clenching my jaw when I was running. And yeah. that had that effect of, yeah. And thank you for mentioning that. One of the things that I also did was uh, work with my perineum while I was running. Um, yeah. And it makes a huge, huge difference. It really does. Beth, you connect to that too. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Uh, and, you know, I knew it because I, I taught antenatal, I'm a midwife, and I taught antenatal for so long. And one of the things you teach the ladies in labor is to uh, breathe and have a soft jaw. A soft tongue and a soft jaw means the, the uh, perineum is soft and is able to open the cervix where the baby comes through normally, is able to open. A clenched jaw clenches that um, you the cervix closed and I thought well if it works in midwifery let me see if it works in running and it was a very very interesting experience and made such a difference yes so, so now here's the question where can breath work and body work benefit people in business well I think your body is your business you know you need to that's your foundation um you know, that's where you're looking for uh, the ideas and the creative inspiration to come from. And then even just the, you know, the energy to sit at your desk all day or to work with clients. Um, so it's so important to start with that foundation of the body and even with confidence and everything too, if you're eating well, if you're exercising, it's kind of like free confidence, you know, <laughs> it really, it really helps to build that. So, so I think it's so important like the more that you're able to work with your body, tap into your body, I mean, that's when you're gonna start getting those great ideas and just kind of instinctively knowing which direction to go in. So I think the body is such a fantastic partner, you know, as a business partner too. Absolutely, I agree with you. I've definitely found that to be true. Now, when we say we're working with our body, what is the difference between working with our body and working with our intuition for you? Is there a difference? That's a great question. Um, People remember, I, Beth did not know these questions before she came online. 
I did. Janine always keeps me on my toes. Um, I mean, I think our, our body. So I, I think of intuition as coming from inside versus, you know, guides and universal energy. That's all around us. That's outside. We kind of go up outside of ourselves and bring that information back. You know, we read it. Um, but I think intuitively we all, I think when you can start to understand how you intuitively respond to stuff, like a lot of people feel it in their gut. Some people feel it like their heart expanding when you can start to understand your body's signals and signs, you know, I think that's a great way to start working with your body. And, you know, as a business person too, understanding, you know, oh, this is my idea versus I just maybe was scrolling on Instagram and saw this other person doing this. And now I'm thinking about it. I think it's, that's when we know, like, that's our idea. That's our thing. That's what we resonate with. That's beautiful. I often see it as our soul whispers to our body and our body helps us interpret it in a lot of ways. So Mm -hmm. instincts are very much from past experience and our ancestors' past experiences as well. I I truly believe in breath work and I know it really works. As a medical intuitive, you are superlative and incredible and people, Beth, really can help you understand what is happening in your body. Beth also is very good at helping you understand what your body's telling you about your business. Where do you feel personal leadership comes in when people are choosing to change what they're doing so they may choose the results they're receiving? Well, I think we're all responsible for taking care of ourselves, tuning into ourselves, Um, And the more that you can start to become the leader in your own life, um, start to know what resonates with you, what your truth is, you know, start sharing that regardless of what other people are saying or, you know, running your business your way, you know, not necessarily following a course or a book. Um, I mean, that's when you really become the leader of your own life and and your body can really help be your partner and, and work with you in understanding what that looks like. Mm. You know, when we know how to listen, when we know how to tune in. That is beautiful. Beth, would you like to share about your free Facebook group and how people can work with you? Yeah, I have a Facebook group, Empowered Energy Healers. Um, So I channel the weekly energy and how it will affect your body every week in there. Um, And that's a great place for practitioners, um, people interested in energy, working with energy to grow their skills and to understand how to work with clients with energy. Um, And then I'm also on Instagram a lot at Beth Manning intuitive. Yep. So that's probably the main place to find me as well. And to work with you one-on-one, do you offer one-on-one sessions or only group sessions? So I do some group programs, but I always offer one-on-one sessions. Um, so either single sessions or a custom programmed um, designed to really meet your goals and to you know provide you with whatever you need for the help and healing along the way. If you could share just one thing with our audience today, what do you feel that that would be that could benefit them the most? Oh, wow. Um, There's so many things, but I think with the current energy that we're all experiencing right now, I think it's so important to give yourself permission to 
kind of take more breaks to start to tune into yourself, to find, find a way that really starts something, something you can do. It might be art. It might be dance. It might be, you know, meditation, taking a walk every day, something where it's almost like you have a date with yourself, a date to really start to listen to yourself. Hey body, what do you need? You know, it's okay to talk to yourself. It's all right. I'm sure Janine and I do. We both I, do, I do it all the time. And my dog yeah. just like looks at me. What is going on? <laughs> yeah. And just starting to bring your awareness more within and what's going on. What, what's coming up? What continues to bother me? What am I avoiding? And then that's where we can take it to the journal or a good friend or talking out loud to yourself, whatever it is. But just, it's like, if we can look at our body, like a friend, you know, prioritize that friendship. Like if we just talk smack, you know, like, why are you so ugly or why are you so slow or why, you know, you suck at this. Like that's a friend would never hang out with us if we talk to them that way. So let's not talk to ourselves that way. Mm -hmm. You know, let's start to, to get that relationship of working together and sending love to your body. It's mm-hmm. so powerful. It's the most healing, powerful energy there is. You actually bring up a very important point. I've been doing a lot of work around relationship and partnership. So what is your relationship to your body and what partnership have you entered into with your body? And are you honoring your side of the partnership with your body? So yes, that has been coming forward quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Hey, thank you so much. This has been such a privilege to have you join us today. Uh, Beth's um, details will be in the show notes. Please connect with her, pop over and join her group, and remember to follow her on Instagram as well. Bye-bye, everyone, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Bye-bye. Thank you, thank you Beth. Oh, thank you. Bye.